Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough and Mark Choi. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Feels great to be back. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've heard from Mark, and what about you, Bren? Doing Jim Dandy. Oh, Jim Dandy. He's a great guy. I met at a bar. His name's Jim, and he's got a big old... No, uh, I'm doing fine. That's good. Uh, But yeah, Mark, what's new in the Markiverse? Uh, (laughs) That is a horrifying place. (laughs) That is a chaotic hellscape that is rivaled by Gamma World and, like, role-playing games. Like, gee, the Markiverse. Yes. Do you guys want to come over to the Markiverse later? No, oh, not God. at all. Okay. Well, anyway, I, uh, man, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll mention. I'll start off with. Uh, I just got back from uh, an in the groove tournament. For people that don't know what that is, it's basically Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. Uh, on a more uh, extreme scale, I, I'd say. No filthy fucking casuals. Yeah. How do you and manage? I I didn't do so great. I, the problem is, so I haven't played on an actual in the groove machine in about two and a half years. Basically, when I graduated from college, and I've been playing at home on my home setup, which is it's not bad for a home setup, but you can't like you you can't stay competitive with one of those. Mm-hmm. So. I've been I've just been playing on that and all these people I was competing against like they're some of the best players in the whole world and I got owned pretty bad. Uh I really disappointed myself. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself, man. That's some challenging shit and like actually really physically exerting as as compared to most video games. Yeah. No, nah, I, I like I guess if I put it in perspective like the stuff I was doing, yeah, you're right. It's like stuff most people can't do but uh, compared i got i just got crushed but then again like it reminds me of that article that you posted about the ddr world championships and how an american won yes and i actually have i all of my friends are are friends with him his name's chris chike i've seen him before like in person and yeah, he it's it's just bizarre like seeing him on the on the cover of like Kotaku and like they flew him out to Japan and gave him like room and board all paid for and he just like cleaned house. He's like, so good. He Dude. He uh <laughs> there were tweets from Japanese players saying they're like quitting the game because he's just like <laughs> That's so amazing. Good. Holy yeah. shit. So he got flown out and there was some, there was like two other Americans that got flown out and they did, they like placed in like the top four or something like that. Yeah. That's It's sick. really weird. And I, like I was, I posted this in the chat. Basta called me racist, <laughs> but, but that sounds right. you would expect like Japanese people to be like the best in the world because they invented the game. And when you think of Dance Dance Revolution, you think of Japan, but it actually is quite the opposite. Like American players are so much better than every single other country in the entire world wow that um, is racist but no i'm just kidding uh no it's just, <laughs> that's I'm not, teasing. It's not, no, listen listen all it's like a compliment is, i guess you, it's it's you had a pretty interesting point about how no americans were allowed to compete before this so just, yeah just, coincidentally enough they're allowed to compete and then they take the gold like i don't know that's pretty interesting and exactly. congratulations to that guy and the other guys who placed uh third and second and fourth or whatever yeah, and I 
it all like goes back to Japan being like, like, I don't know. It's not racist on their end, but like they keep a lot of games to themselves just because they want it to only be in Japan and they don't want anyone else to have it. And they like to be Japanese only like Konami because they suck. And <laughs> like DDRA, which is like what they were playing is there. It's released in like three arcades in the whole country. And that just happened. And before it was like Japanese only. And the Amer- Americans didn't even get DDRA machines. And the, the only reason is because they just didn't want to. And that's like so many other rhythm games. They, they don't ever get released in the United States because Japan doesn't want them to be here. Yeah. And then they, f- they finally, like you said, they invited, they opened the invitations and then they lost. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You should reach out to that kid and be like, you want to talk about it on a podcast about your fancy footwork? <laughs> yeah, actually, we. Yeah, I'll see what, if I, what I can do. Yeah. That'd be cool. But mm-hmm. uh, what about the games you've been playing other than the, the Groove tournament? Uh, other than my rhythm games, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I finally beat The Last of Us. I beat yeah. that oh, very recently. Nice. Yeah. Um, You're probably, you liked it. I know I'm the, like, sour one amongst the group. <laughs> I, I did like it. I really liked it. Uh, the ending was not what I expected. Yes. And I don't know how I feel about it. I That's really don't know how problem. I feel about it. Like, the game was really good. The gameplay was awesome. Um, everything else in the entire game was so good that I guess it overshadows the ending for me. Uh, but can we at know, least acknowledge man. that that ending wasn't what you wanted? And also it's like, it's just morally incorrect. It makes you feel like, I can't believe that this is the outcome of that. I don't know. It's like yeah. the whole time I was ready to accept the like cause for the greater good. I don't know. For those who haven't beaten it, I don't want to ruin it, but I feel like it's been out for a while. You should have played it. If there's Ugh. a remaster of a game, it means it's been out. Yeah. Except for Absolutely. Skyrim, which there's a remaster every like three months. So, um. <laughs> But I'll say because we've all played it now. If you haven't mm-hmm. played it yet, skip ahead like I don't know five minutes or something. If you really want to avoid spoilers and somehow haven't had it ruined yet. But Doug, we talked about it when you played it, and after discussing it, at least you said you ended up enjoying the game as a game, but didn't like the story and the choices Joel made. Yes. And would you agree with that, Mark? Like, is that what you weren't thrilled about? Like where the narrative went. Yeah, I'd say I was not happy with some of his choices. Some of them were good. Yeah, but you uh, still like the like you liked that as a game. Oh yeah, as a game it was fantastic. I I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, so like we can all say it was a good game. I would defend the choices of Joel simply because this wasn't an RPG. It's not choose your own adventure or like be a new character. You're playing as a specific person and in that game, Joel has both said when they get attacked by like bandits or raiders or whatever you want to call them, he has been both in the ambush and on the other side of the ambush before. So after this, whatever this event is, after this apocalypse happens, you have to become like in Fallout and all these other post-apocalyptic worlds. Like you have to survive and do what you need to. So morality is really hazy. So even when they're starting to build back civilization and have small towns like they do in this, time joel isn't a idealistic character he's not this person to look up to he does what needs to be done to survive so when he chooses that ending 
I I didn't have a problem with it because that's in line with his character and especially the relationship he built with Ellie over the course of the game and especially after losing Sarah in the first like 10 minutes, you know, 10 years ago. Um, yeah. It it really makes sense why he would do that because now he sees Ellie as his daughter and is basically saying like, would you sacrifice your daughter for the greater good? And he's just like, no, fuck that. I already lost my daughter once. I'm not doing this again. And he, you know, he, he is selfish. That's not, you know, no argument there, but <sighs> I understand why. And I'm, I'm happy with that because it's not all these games where it's like, here's a character, here's the story, and here's like, uh, w- you know, a choice between two options to give you some agency in the game to make you feel like you make an impact. Oh yeah. man, but first of all, she was so annoying that he shouldn't have grown attached to her. She's not your daughter, dude, so she should have just <laughs> let her go. Tell someone how to live their life right now. But uh, I know, but that's the thing. Like that's it that's I'm just so used to other games where it's like you do like impact the outcome. But no, this guy was gonna do that no matter what. But all I have to say is like it for ah, uh, it just makes no sense to <laughs> fucking do what he did. At the end, you are the, essentially the bad guy. I feel like, and the yeah. worst—it's like it's an oxymoron. It's like you go through this whole struggle of a game just to be like at the end, like ah, fuck it, I didn't mean to do that, and then do the like the complete opposite of what you're anticipating. Fuck that game. That's what pisses me off. I, oh my god. And I I think Brendan made some very good points. You're uh, absolutely I, right. actually. It was so. The ending was so unexpected and unique. I actually thought there were might be multiple endings based on like what you do. I thought so too. I'm like, oh no, I fucked up. I looked yeah. it up. I'm like, no, it's that's always gonna happen. Yeah. What happens? Is there any way? So you know the doctor at the end, he's just like has like a scalpel and he's like pointing it at you. He's like, don't come any closer. Yeah. Like, I just shot him. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, can you like not shoot him? I mean, and like get Ellie, and it's still the same. I guess I think there you has might, to be you might but I don't think it matters like I don't think it doesn't anything's going to be anything. different yeah okay. it might be like I, an achievement or something if you don't kill anybody no that's probably not in that speaking game. of achievements for that game that is not one because the achievements are so stupid <laughs> the achievements oh, are impossible it's off. the equivalent of like Assassin's Creed 1 it's like find find all of these random items that are oh, so yeah. small and tucked away that you will never find them, except if you look them up, and I'm not doing that. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, I did entire, like, I got through, like, entire sections of levels sneaking, no, like, no combat, and, like, I was like, that was so difficult. Like, that should be an achievement. Not finding this stupid pendant. <laughs> yeah, I know what so. you mean. Oh, the the worst achievement I've ever come across was I think in the journey, it's like don't play for two weeks. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You'll play for two weeks and then come back to it. Like, God bless, because everyone else has forgotten about the game by that. Point. That's the whole point. So like, and like, and then funnily enough, I like came back to it like a month later and I got the achievement. I was like, oh Christ, I forgot all about that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I beat the game and I, in the end, I had unlocked. Two achievements for beating the entire game. <laughs> wow, just, that's yeah, rough. Yeah, I was just like, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, I yeah, think I'm achievements have definitely become skewed by developers. There's definitely some that are, do it tongue-in-cheek and do some really clever stuff. Um, like, I think in a remaster or something with Half-Life 2, if you throw the can at the guy, there's an achievement. So they definitely play around with it. But for the most part, achievements now kind of consistent in the gaming market for just making the game longer. Just giving you more fetch quest and scavenger hunts. 
to keep you playing to build up those hours. Like, there aren't too many that are super, like, challenge-oriented. Like, it's not like, oh, you snuck through this whole level and didn't shoot a single gun. Like, congratulations, here's an achievement. Now it's more like, find 400 of these so you can just have 400 hours in this game. And it looks really good to us because it's like, hey, look how many hours there are in this community. We can make a sequel. Yeah, like, I ba- think basically. the achievement, like the uh, integrity of achievement of achievements, if you will, uh, is really lackluster now. It's basically just to keep busy work to keep you. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense for this game. Yeah, sure. that makes that, sense. That's why I've never really been like uh, achievement hunter, like because I'm like I'm not doing this like i'll play the story i'll play as much as i want but i'm not assess screening it where i'm looking for 500 flags like that's fucking asinine yeah that's just bullshit yeah Yeah, that it's that game specifically is so bad that became like the example when you're talking about and then they did it fucking again in revelations (laughs) there's like little glitches you have to find but they only tell you where the first like 20 are and then the rest of them aren't on your map and it's just like fuck this I think the worst offense from any Assassin's Creed games with with things like that is f- the third one, actually, where you have to f- catch those stupid oh, floating oh, papers. Benjamin Franklin shit. Yeah. Oh, you man. can't even catch some. You, like, some of them you, you physically can't get. You can't. They're, like, floating, like, 50 feet in the air around no buildings. It's just like, okay, well, not getting that one. Yeah, if they stayed, like, two feet above, like, any surface, like a rooftop or a ground or something, like, fine. But yeah, they float like just straight up into the sky. It's like, well, even Spider-Man wouldn't be able to get that. So, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. So other than other than Last of Us, um, I I picked back up uh, Sword Art Online Lost Song again today. Mm-hmm, uh, cool. I really I really like that game. It's <laughs> it's cool. It's a RPG based on one of my favorite animes. So can't complain too much. Um. Yeah, I played played a bunch of that recently. Uh, still haven't finished Resident Evil Four, although I'm like super close to beating it. I mean, you have um, also finished it like ten times mo- already. So. Yeah, I actually have. And <laughs> on the GameCube, ver- the GameCube version, I have like a hundred percent everything you can ever do in the game. Nice. And so, like, uh, if you don't this one time, no big deal. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I just want I. Yeah, I just want to have the completion on my Steam profile, just because it's one of my favorite games. <laughs> Um, and then I played a little, I've been playing a little, uh, Dark Cloud 2. That's not, um, that, that is gonna take me a long time. That is Dude, such a hard game. I think and I have it on my PS4 and I need to start playing that too, cause god damn it. Ah. Dude, if I, you start playing it and I'm playing it, we could talk about it and that would be right. awesome. <laughs> no, I would love to because the first Dark Cloud meant so much to me growing up and I yeah. recently replayed that during the life of this podcast, I believe, at one point. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just magical revisiting it and I've yet to play the sequel and I know that you, the sequel is better if the sequels is a thousand times better. Nice. It's so good. It's everything good about dark cloud one with everything fixed that sucked about it. Awesome. And the soundtrack is amazing. I own the soundtrack and it's like some of the songs are just like on their own would be amazing. Oh, I think I won a I was the Walrus category with like what game do you wish could have a sequel? And I think I said Dark Cloud three would be epic. Dude, I know. It was like back in like two thousand six, it was on the table for getting a remake. No. I mean a, a sequel. And it never happened, and I don't know why. Ah. Uh, 
fucking yeah. in this a- day and age of kickstarters and stuff hopefully we can get the internet riled up enough dude people that game has such a cult following people it's so godly it. and imagine like a next gen version of it i would like uh, cry no oh that'd be such that'd be an amazing ps4 exclusive because mm-hmm. that's what it would be that would not be on anything except ps4 agreed sure. that'd be so good Ugh. um anything else what else have i been playing oh i played more skyrim um yeah anything that, new in that re- revisiting the <laughs> classics of mark <laughs> that's basically other well okay last of us and and, and sword are our least not okay. games i okay yeah. um oh still going with <laughs> devil survivor record breaker 2 uh it's really long and hard yeah and i'm taking that's what she time. said yeah <laughs> i knew that you're, was going you're proud of yourself doug you happy yes. with yourself uh, it's this podcast. What does anybody expect? <laughs> That's true. I just installed 2064 read-only memories, too. Um, I haven't started it yet, but I'm very excited to uh, to get that going. It's like a little cyberpunk 16-bit game. Hmm. Nice. So, yeah, actually, I'll bring that up next episode when I've actually started it. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess other than that, um, yeah, I, just, I was training for that tournament a lot. Turns out I didn't even need to because it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, bummed. dude. No, yeah. no, that dude, sucks. I was like, oh, when I graduated from college, I was on top of my game and I just fell <laughs> from grace. Because you played ITG like twice a day or something. Like you had so much time and it was right there on campus. Like, of course yeah. you were good at it. Uh, it's just so sad. I embarrassed myself in front of all those people. That I had never met before. Actually, Mark, I met a lot of them before. Mark, we embarrass ourselves every week on this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's all for me. All right, that's all right. cool. How about you, Brent? Uh, I've actually played a good bit, surprisingly enough. Two mobile games. <gasps> what? Play them, yeah. Um, Brent has a phone? <laughs> barely. I got, an, oh, I got a new phone when I moved out here, and the guy's like, yeah, the camera's not good. And I was like, ah, I don't take pictures of it anyway. I went to take a picture, and it's like, six pixels i'm like oh my god this phone is terrible but um so yeah the two mobile games i played was Yu-Gi-Oh! duel links because it's the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game but automatic like automated so i don't have to deal with all the fucking bullshit of memorizing all the effects and figuring out the math and doing all that um so in that regard having the whole thing automated it's very fun because there's so much bullshit now with Yu-Gi-Oh! and every other monster is an effect card and it's like a novel to read them, but it's real. It's really like polarizing. You can either do the PvP mode where you play against other players, and it's just super pay to win. And some dude just dropped like fifty bucks on a pack and just got all the greatest cards of all time and combos you like one hits you in the first round. It's just like, well, all right, I guess I can never play that again. Or you play against the computers and like the you know, people that pop up every day because it's, you know, one of those daily games because it's a mobile game and they just want your money. Um, So you do that and they're like level one and don't even put their monsters in defense mode so you just can kill them in like two rounds without even trying. Like, so it's either you're fighting against literal babies, like preschoolers and like toddlers like in this game. It's weird. Or pay to win like gods. And there's really no middle ground. So that kind of sucks. So you can't have like just an actual card game of it, but you know it's mostly for nostalgia. It's free, but like I said, there's in-app purchases out the ass. As there are. Yeah, 
if you just want to be reminded of that game and just be like, oh yeah, I remember this card, or oh yeah, this is fun, or like for a little bit, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I, I'll probably delete it soon, cause, like I said, I'm either, like, one-shotting level one players, like, computer players, or I'm being slaughtered in a second by pay to win, like, level 50 players. So there's, like, no middle ground, and it's, eh, it's not fun. Um, the other game is called Solitaria? Solitaria, I think. And it's a roguelike card-ish game about solitaire. The thing is, hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's pretty much like you go up against an enemy, and they have a stack of cards, like in a row, like solitaire. And you just have to, you have one card, and you have to match it with the other cards, whether it's a numerical value above or below it. So if you have a 5, you can go to 4. And if you have 4, you can go to 3, 2, 1, Ace, King, Queen, or the other way. And you want to try and remove all the cards that an enemy has. And the monster can buff their cards to make them stronger to destroy or debuff you to get rid of some of your power-ups and stuff. And it's really fun. It It's a roguelike, you know, in quotes, because the cards change every time. But that's about it. And the items that you can buy between the rounds change every time. But, like, it, otherwise it doesn't vary too much. Um, but a buddy of mine recommended it to me. And it is fun. You can get different card, like, you have different abilities, and you can get different ones depending on the deck you use. But to get those decks, you have to pay. Like, he paid for it right away, got rid of all the ads, and bought all the decks, like, for five bucks. But if you use in uh, in-game currency, you can get, like, these jewels to unlock one of the decks. But then even if you do that, you still have to pay 99 cents. Oh, fuck that. So there, like, there's no way to get more decks without paying for it. Which, I'm like, then why even have the in-game option? Like, yeah, I see what you mean. Option. It's just uh, more, it, they're trying to trick you. <laughs> Dude, I would yeah. honestly, with these like mobile games, I'd rather just pay a flat fee for the app and not have to deal with its stupid BS. Well, that's for, the I hate in-app purchases so much. That's the game model for mobile games. Or um, I know, but like that's the it point. It shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. It's, but there's <sighs> games like that Abyssrium game, the aquarium game. That's where not you, a like, game. Yes, that's it an is. actual just aquarium. Like, you don't it's, do anything. There is a game. There's lots to do. You've never played it. You wouldn't know. Uh, you just buy fish. No, you up, and you upgrade your rock and do all sorts of shit. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but in general, I don't know. You don't have to buy any fish. It's like completely reasonable and capable of getting them. Hell, now's a good time to get it, Bren. You could get some Valentine's Day fish. Wow, you really sold me on that, Doug. I am totally downloading that as we speak. I cannot wait. Awesome. <laughs> Kill all these fish. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's the point. They make these games so... like barely playable for free that you just get annoyed with it and you go fuck it let me just pay to get rid of all these ads and just get all the stuff and make it an actual feasible game and that's what they do like it's it's dumb and it's bullshit but that's how the market is and how it's thriving um but solitary you can i played the whole game with just the one deck it's not critical to change up the deck you can easily play the whole thing with one um, you know what? I feel like, sorry to keep deviating back to this, but I feel like that model became prevalent because of non-gamers. Because people oh, yeah. that never played video games before got their phones and they get these stupid little games and they're just like, oh, well, I want to keep playing Candy Crush, so I'm going to spend some money. That must be how video games work. And then 
they do that and the developers see it works and you know I, I don't think real gamers like would have done that well no that's exactly what it is because that's the mobile market it's it's yeah. for casual games it's not you're not going to have final fantasy 15 on your phone it's going to be just like hey i'm waiting for my girlfriend to try on clothes at the mall so i'm just sitting here bored out of my mind let me just play a game for five minutes like yeah it could have been more more hardcore but well, I guess, it, yeah it could be but that's why the psp exists and the ds like if you want to play better games that's up to you whereas no, you're phone, right everyone has phones already so it's like yeah of course it's, it's casual because it's everywhere it's uh, prevalent true um, true all so, right, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, a buddy of mine recommended me, and I played it. It's fun. And he's like, yeah, it's tough at times. Like, there's 18 levels, and he's like, I only got to like 12 or something. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then three days later, I beat it. I was like, oh, well, that game's done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, part of it is because it's roguelike. Part of it is just the items you get. So for anyone who does play it, there's X-ray goggles that show you the next card in the pile or in the row. Those help tremendously. So nice. I was lucky enough to get that pretty early on, and I just blew through the last, like, ten levels without problem. Love when that happens. Yeah. So I, I recommend Solitaria. It's a fun game. You can definitely play it um, without buying it, like, for free. The ads only pop up if you want to double your money. So after every, like, round, you get a bit of coin. If you want to double that, you have to watch an ad. And it, you know... I hit watch the ad i put my phone down i go to the bathroom i come back and the ad's over like so it's easy to avoid um Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Uh, i recommend it for the nostalgia if you played Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid and you want to be like hey i remember that go ahead otherwise it's not a good game like it's just it's not meant to be a game it's meant to be a card game which is just a physical money drain but now it's a mobile version so it's double money drain so yeah i don't really recommend that too much um I played something I saw on Alpha Beta Gamer called the uh, Blind Blade, and it's less of a game and more of just like a test, like a development test. Okay. The you know premise is you're a blind samurai, and you only can tell what's going on by sound, sa- like you see things by sound. So you're walking around and you'll send out like the sound wave, like sonar, and you'll see certain parts of the wave turn like orange, and that's where an enemy is, or you'll hear them clink their sword or slash at you. So you can you can sort of know where they are, but you never actually see them. And I did that, and I think I killed six enemies, and then that was it. Like nothing else happened. I closed the game. I started up again. Same thing. So like it was more of like a product test, like to see if this was feasible. And I would definitely be interested in that as a, as a fully fledged game, like a fully uh, thought out uh, narrative or something. Um, yeah, this was really neat. But yeah, like I said, it you know lasted like five minutes. I was like, ah, oh. uh, what else? Uh, oh, game wise, Corey from One Track Gamers sent me something, and I did not thank him for this <laughs> gift because this is not a gift. This is a curse. Oh, uh, well, well, this guy, poor guy's got a lot of going on at work, and he's not able to listen to podcasts at work anymore. I just heard on their most recent episode, so that's a total bummer. I hope he finds time to listen to us. Maybe he won't even hear this thank you. But are you not thanking him? No, I'm not thanking him. I'm telling him to go <laughs> suck it. God damn it, friend. I'm thanking him for I, you. I hope he gets busier at work, and he can never listen to podcasts again. He gave You're me, evil. He gave me bloody boobs. That should be a game or no game game. 
it's a game called Bloody Boobs, and it's every 14-year-old edgelord's wet dream. You wow. play as just a big-titted monstrosity and literally the barest of what you would consider clothing. Like, even lingerie would say this is risque. It's, is this on Steam? Yeah. I'm and look that up. You just run around a dungeon trying not to be murdered in horrific, brutal ways by these demons. And it's fucking awful. I honestly, I'm giving him a slow clap for that because that's what you deserve. I I mean, that's the thing. (laughs) I can't say I don't deserve. Like, I can't say I haven't brought this on myself. This literally came out three fucking days ago. So that's amazing. Good looking out, dude. Corey, you're the shit. That's amazing. (laughs) I can't say I haven't brought this on myself with the what thirty copies of Bad Rats I've sent out. So fair enough. Slow but clap. That was great. I, did, I just want to say, this game is awful and doesn't deserve the attention it has gotten. But here we are giving it more attention, so... Yeah, thanks. It, <laughs> I'm not this happy game about looks it. absolutely awful. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm looking at I'm it, too. I'm told it's not even like, oh, this game is bad because it's offensive or just gross or like overly sexual. I hear it's just not even a functional game. Like It just doesn't work in any regard. So... Fuck whoever made that. Dude, nothing but not recommended for the whole front page. That is hilarious. <laughs> it's awful. Um, and I haven't... This isn't a game, but it was a... It's a short-form anime, because there's only going to be three episodes of it. That's a prequel to the manga, which I binge-read in one day. And it's called The Ancient Magus Bride. And it's fucking incredible. I absolutely love it, and I'm completely sucked into it. Okay. So I will give that the highest of recommendations. There's only one episode out. Like I said, it's only three total. And I think they're split up by months, but I've already watched that one episode like four times. Wait, what is this on? What, uh, what hosting service is this on? Mm, I think it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, yes, the first episode is on Crunchyroll. And the next episode, I believe, is going to be March 6th. And the third episode is going to be August something. It's releasing. What? It's releasing with the volumes of the manga. So Oh, interesting. The manga comes out once a month. It's awesome. And I I maybe it's not as good as I'm praising it. Like I don't want to hype it up too much and you know disappoint people when they actually watch it. But I am immediately sucked in and like I said, I binge read everything in a day. I watched the one episode like four times. I'm completely sucked into this world. Um it sucks because there's only three episodes. But it's good because it gives them more time to make it really detailed, and it feels like a Ghibli like series almost. How long's the episode? It's only thirty, like or twenty minutes, or whatever, like a okay. regular length. But it's it's so detailed and it's just so good. I I highly recommend reading it too because the manga I think has thirty six chapters, and they're like forty pages each or something. So there's a good good chunk. Guys, this is an anime great. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes, uh, we could. We're eventually going to have another anime-centric episode once we can get Mark and AJ lined up. It's going to be a big. But one. um, oh, I guess uh, what's one up? last one last thing. There is, uh, I don't usually recommend them because usually it's a bunch of shit games or whatever. But Humble Bundle, I feel like I've been talking about them a lot, is doing a huge bundle right now. Like they just started, I think today. So this gives plenty of time for listeners whenever this comes out. Um, but it's called the Humble Freedom Bundle. And it's normally Humble Bundle takes a little bit of the profits and then the rest of it goes to charities or something. And you can choose your own charity. 
This one is going all to ACLU, the I, uh, IRC, the MSF, like a bunch of great charities going on right now because of certain political things that are happening in the United States that no one's happy about. Um, but so even if you don't care about the politics of it or the chair, where the money's going for the charity or something, this bundle is $30 right now and you get like 20 games and comics and they're adding more to it. And they're a bunch of amazing indie titles. Like they are very good. And the only reason I'm not getting it is because I have most of these already. So go to humble bundle, check out the freedom bundle thing that they got going on right now. They have an amazing collection of games for 30. I think I read somewhere it was like $600 worth of games for $30. Promo code silence. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go to uh, Humbaru Babundadu. <laughs> okay, Good you can do that too. That's the. That, no, I'm just kidding. Though. No, that's a pretty awesome opportunity for our audience. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with Brent. I'm going to look into that one myself. It's amazing. The Brack. The Black Friday Bundadoo. Oh my god. <laughs> just stop. God damn it. Uh, like, just some of the games that are included are The Witness, Stardew Valley, Day of the Tentacle Remastered, Invisible Ink, which is really good. I've, uh, Super Meat Boy, uh, Mushroom 11, VVVVV, uh, No Time to Explain Remastered. Like, The Swapper, which is a really small game. I love It's an amazing game, and I don't think it got nearly enough attention. Um, including a bunch, and as well as a bunch of, like, books, I think, and uh, novels and stuff. It's an amazing deal. Definitely check it out just from a, like, savings perspective. Like, from a game, adding your gaming library. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, and then I guess that brings it to me about what games I've been playing. And there's one that I was eager to see if you would bring up or if you played it in passing or not. But, uh, today, specifically as the day of we're recording this, there was a really unique Google, uh, web game. Did you guys get a chance to check it out? It was called Pangolin Love and it was very fun. I don't know. Did you, did you check it out? I saw it, but I didn't know what was happening. I didn't play it. Oh, it's an, it's a fully fleshed out, like, four level mini game of just like where you roll around as a pangolin and just like jump and avoid obstacles and collect items very simple like game and you can if you collect everything you get a ranking of three stars otherwise you can get like a decent amount of them but like the levels were really fun it was cute because it was like telling the story of like a red and a I, oh god, I'm colorblind, so I don't really know. But like, uh, <laughs> what I think blue. is, yeah, red and blue pangolin, and how they're in love, and the the one wants to get the other one all this stuff for Valentine's Day because that's topical of what time we're recording this. And they're, they're so the first level you're collecting cocoa uh, beans and stuff, and then the next level you're collecting flowers, and like uh, the next one's like a rock and roll one where you want to learn a song to play for your lover or something. I don't know. It was really cute and unique. And once you beat all four levels, like yeah, there's just like this cute little animation that. You, there's cute little animations throughout and i just i mean the sad thing is you're listening you probably won't be able to access this maybe just google pangolin love and see if some website has it still available because it's a fun little way to spend some time and see some pangolins loving each other it's cute yeah i'm not sure if they're only doing it for like this week or like for valentine's day or if it is like all month because i've i've seen it the last few days Oh, okay. I typically I usually think of those as lasting a day, so I'm glad it's more than that. So yeah, yeah, maybe it'll still be around. Yeah, because I saw something like day three and day four, like so it it seems to be continuous, like. But 
Yeah, pangolins. Fucking yeah. love them. The unofficial Adorable. mascot of Pinecast. Exactly. Despite what, <laughs> what Vasta says. And that and, one we are sponsored by. So. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, so, and then as far as games, wait, I have some actual real news. I finally beat Final Fantasy XV. I feel like it's been so long since I've talked to any of you guys that it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, that one's finally done. Checkmark. Amazing. Uh, but I did hear in the news that there's going to be a, a patch for the final chapter of the game to make things like speedier and just generally better. So I'm kind of glad I beat it pre-patch and I'm looking forward to playing it again. Like there is new game plus. I remember saying, I think with Bruce, I wasn't sure if there was going to be new game plus or not, but there is. So I'm definitely going to be playing that, but I'll probably start a new game post patch just to see what that's all about. And I literally, I enjoyed that game so much. I can see myself playing it like Mark's played, uh, Resident Evil 4 like I could play this five six times in a row and still enjoy it thoroughly so I don't know that one and it's funny because all all my life I've been like Final Fantasy 9 is definitely my favorite by the end of this I was like I'm so I think this one's better I really think 15 has like stolen my heart as like this is fucking epic and amazing and I love the characters but my only complaint all right so like obviously I'm for it but like mm-hmm. it was very reminiscent of uh the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I don't know if any of you motherfuckers saw that shit in theaters, but you would if you did, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Dude, well, you had to have. All right, so. And I nearly blew a kidney watching that theater. Yes, a and big you, gulp, and it fades in and fades out and fades in and fades yes. out. I nearly pissed my pants. That's exactly what I'm getting at. So you have all those like moments where you're like, okay, the movie's over. What a great ending. And then it just like fades back in, and you're like, oh shit, it's still going. That happened with the ending of Final Fantasy XV like three or four times. I was like, oh my god. And honestly, like the first two times, I almost wish it was like, that should have been the ending. Like that would have been great. <laughs> and then like that final one they did, it kind of just like rubbed me the wrong way because it was just like, I don't want to say bad dialogue, but oh god, just like the final words, I was just like, really? Ah, uh, you guys should have just ended it before that last one. But I, I get what they were going for because it's like dudes and like we're not very emotional and good at uh, like communicating our feelings and shit. But regardless, I emphatically love that game and it has replaced uh, as my favorite Final Fantasy game. So despite that minor little like, mm, wish that didn't happen, but it's really like a super, super minor complaint. Yeah, I've, I've heard that from a few people saying, like, oh, the ending's great, but the very ending, eh, Yeah, like, that, I'm kind of, like, I was a little thrown off by it, but, uh, like, as far as, like, the final battle, it was just, like, epic. There was some crazy shit, like, these summons fighting each other, like, badass, like, like CGI animations, like, fucking blowing my goddamn mind shit. Like, it was awesome. I'll be very surprised if you play 15 as much as Mark has played Resident Evil 4, simply because it's, like, 10 times longer. Oh, yeah, no, I get that, but I'm most likely, over the course of many years, gonna platinum it, because that's, like, it's really up there for me. I, uh, that's, that is, after I beat all my PS4 games I have right now, that is the next one I'm buying. <laughs> oh, it has to be, like, no doubt in my mind. And, and that, now that that one's, like, kind of off my, like, to-do list, I'm very happy about that, and I, I have a couple months, I think the patch is coming out in March, so I'll revisit the game once that happens. But, uh, and also there's gonna be multiplayer and there's all this DLC coming down the pipes. Oh my god, Final Fantasy XV, you're the best game ever. Um, but I now. Does I'm it have up- Vivi? Ah, uh, shut Is up. Vivi in the game? <laughs> no, then you're I right. I don't care. I know. I, uh, <laughs> maybe they'll patch him in. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing would that You just get, uh, what is it? Gladiolus has a Vivi skin, so it's just, it's still the same character, but it's just yeah, this- a little black mage. Oh my god, that'd be wild, actually. 
That'd but um, <laughs> I'm back into Attack on Titan. I really got to spend some time and just beat that sucker. Um, very fun game. Uh, I I almost want to just rewatch the anime too because it's don't like, don't do it. It's You'll just get hurt. Long. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't, man. I'm super torn about that one, but I'm gonna enjoy the game no matter. At what. least they're making season two finally. Yeah. You know what? I at this point I'm too bitter to care because I'm yeah. not gonna watch it. Oh, I'm gonna go into it with the worst attitude, and I'm gonna have. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be pouting, and I'm gonna I'm hope gonna, for the best. I like how yeah. happy you are to be upset. I'm gonna go in with the worst attitude ever. Like, yeah, I'm gonna hate watch this shit. I'm gonna be yeah. the sassiest anime watcher that you can possibly imagine. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, we gotta get the podcast. We gotta have that episode for that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's we definitely will do something special in that. Just like a happens. sassy mystery science theater three thousand, but for anime. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, and then what's <laughs> left? Oh, uh, just other than that, uh, playing Rocket League as always. And I felt like there was something else, but I really can't recall. But maybe we could do some news before we uh, play a conversation game or something. Overwatch? Have you played Overwatch lately? With the year of the rooster event ending soon? No, but I did. Okay, I did get around <laughs> to like I don't know like trading stuff in rocket league it's just like i never got around to doing that before and it's and opening crates and shit maybe i did talk about that recently i forget most likely did so i won't go too much into it but it's cool being able to deck out your car but it costs like a buck a key so lame oh, that's rough yeah um i didn't bring it up about my games because i'm always playing overwatch but i played last night with aj and oh oh my god aj is one salty little sailor <laughs> like the saltiest motherfucker I have ever played a game with in my life. Oh, nice. Uh, we'll have to get him to play Talisman. Uh, I, I was saying that. I was like, you gotta get you on Talisman or Armello or Blood Bowl. Like, all good games, but ooh, so salt and loosey. Um, but there was like genuine bullshit moments, like, you know, glitches or whatever in Overwatch, like there always is. Uh, but then there was like plenty of stuff where it's like, yeah, of course that's how Pharah played. Like, Farah shoots you off the edge of the map and kills you. Like that's how you play Farah, and he was getting so mad about it. I was like, "It's this is the gameplay. Like if you don't like this, this is not the game for you then, because this is the game. Like that's how it. That's how you play them." It was hilarious and mildly offensive <laughs> for me. From me, that says a lot. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll have to get him on stream then. <laughs> oh God. Um. So I I ordered all these stickers for my car. Um goddamn. And so I have oh dude there's some of them are really awesome. So I have one that Let says us decide that. It's in um it's actually in Japanese characters and in English. It's in like little quotes underneath of it. Um it's just a sticker that just says weeaboo trash. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like and then that's paired with um a, uh, I have this like Asuna sticker. She's like pouting, um, and then I have a. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have um, this uh, sticker. It says "Lights Out," and it's just like Japanese Car Club, which is pretty cool. Um, and then I have a sticker that it's from the movie Your Name, which has not even released in the U.S. yet, but I still have it anyway because I know I'm gonna like it. Um, and then I have a uh, a Mugen sticker from Samurai Shampoo because um, my car is the, the Mugen version of of uh, the uh, Honda CRZ because it's very heavily modified and it has the Mugen body kit imported from Japan. 
Uh, so I know you guys are really curious about that, so I figured <laughs> I'd bring it up. You know what translates really well in an audio medium? Stickers. Stickers <laughs> are huge in podcasting scenes. Everyone loves talking about, not looking at them, but talking about. I just brought that up because I know no one would care. <laughs> I just like doing that. And that's why it. Mark's not a regular host. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, you just got demoted. No! Uh, but yeah, you were saying the uh, little news segment. Um, yeah. Because we had like a bit of a backlog, some shit has happened. So we're going to just blow through this because uh, we're such respected journalists. Oh, sure. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, E3 is open to the public for the first time ever. Yeah, and fucking it's ridiculous. Like 150 to 250 for a ticket, and that's not everything. Like you're not getting everywhere with that ticket. That's a very basic, like just the show floor ticket, and it's in LA. So I'm gonna be avoiding that entire section of the city during that time because it will be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were excited to hop on this opportunity, not being in the game industry and always like having the desire to go, like myself included, but I'm most likely still going to stay away. Well, A, it's not really feasible for me to go. Like It would <laughs> be very expensive, and I'll, I don't know, what what am I going to get out of it? And then yeah. B, like I don't know, I almost think it should remain an industry thing, not just so it doesn't become like Comic-Con or like this gigantic, like un manageable mess where like now everyone and your brother's gonna be there like i don't know yeah well that's the thing like i am in la like i could just buy a ticket and drive there but it, first off it would be hell on earth to actually drive there myself because it's gonna be packed but it kind of has become comic-con like it's incredibly corporate now there's a lot of companies there and nothing more than just showing off their new stuff and trying to get hype for it and it's just a pr event like to try and raise public awareness for their products and arguably that's what it always has been. But now it's just become like, if you want to see this, you have to buy a special Nintendo pass to get into the Nintendo lounge. And it's just a way to just drain people of their money more. And there's no longer like small indie developers who are like showing off their games. Like if you want to see actual developers like making games themselves and showing off their new games, go to PAX, any of the PAX, PAX South, Northwest, whatever they are. Um, go to those. Those are the ones that are about game developers. This is about gaming figureheads who have said that they're important and all these games and all these companies are important because they say they're important and that's why e3 exists it we talked to mitch gentleman about it we're like oh is e3 like the big show off he's like no it's it's you know super blown out proportions and thinks it's better than it is and it's you're gonna spend a lot of money to stand in line for four hours to play a game that's going to get delayed for a year and a half for <laughs> five five minutes at most. And it's going to be super broken and buggy because it's in like early alpha, but they want to show it off as soon as they can because it's all about raising awareness and get the branding out and getting people to talk about it on social media and like our page and favorite our tweets and all that shit. And it's it kind of has become Comic-Con, and that's why I have no interest in going at all, and that's why I, I've been to enough cons. I They're exhausting. And unless I'm going with friends or have like a real dedicated reason for going, I avoid them as much as I can because it's, it's a fucking mess. And I'm so sick of waiting in line for five hours to do fuck all. So if you want to go to E3, it's available if you can afford it, but be aware it is not glamorous and it's going to be rough. Like it's not going to be this gaming Valhalla that they make it up to seem like. 
It's going it's to be... be a nerd flu quarantine. Oh, you're going to get sick. <laughs> if you go to this, you're going to get sick. You're going to get the uh, Cox plague or con plague. Oh, Cox man. Po- con, con pox, whatever it is. Nerd flu. You're going to get nerd flu. Guaranteed. Ugh. I don't even think going to E3 would be all that exciting. Honestly, I'd rather just watch it on my computer. Like There's so many year. awesome streamers that like cover it very well. Like I'm uh, obviously back in the day we had like attack of the show and shit, but like this, like nowadays we have like kind of funny and the attack and like, I don't know stuff that really, they do a really decent job of covering and you get the opinions of the people you like. So, yeah, well, that's the thing. Even before this was public, it only let in like gaming industry or professionals or journalists and journalists is in like a loose terms because of all the streamers and YouTubers and let's players, like all of them would get in too. like even just gaming personalities would get in. So it was a ton of, it's always been a ton of people. So it's like it loose terms when it's, it has industry personnel. Sure. And like, even then, yeah, people that go to that, like you hear from people who go to these events all the time. They're like, they suck. It's like, I would much rather just stay at home and watch it on stream or something so I don't have to deal with it. And it's like, oh, this is boring, and you can walk away and do something else instead of being locked into that building all day and having nowhere to go. Like, So, yeah, there's definitely more and more people who are just streaming it and giving their commentary on the shows and panels and stuff. I, I much rather those, like, prefer those myself. Same. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else? Uh, we talked about the Castlevania series that's coming to Netflix. That is confirmed. Yes. And they are saying it's going to be like gory and like brutal and stuff. Like, so they're not, they're not making it like kid friendly because it's from Fredinator, Fredinator Studios who do like Adventure Time and Chalk Zone and stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be intense. It's going to be animated. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm stoked. Yeah. Me too. That's going to be one to keep an eye on. Yeah. They announced that it's going to be for this year, which means they've, they are already been way into production and are probably in post-production right now. So it's like it's set for this year, which means it's pretty much almost done. Nice. Animation takes so long. So definitely look forward to that. Oh, I heard uh, South Park, the fractured butthole got uh, freaking delayed again. No one's surprised. Yeah, I didn't really get the details on why it's delayed. I just know it is. And it's like once more. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but. I, I am very much looking forward to it. Um, uh, fuck, what else was the last thing? Oh, Steam is getting rid of, or maybe not getting rid of, but revamping their whole green light community thing. Oh, yeah. Now there's no, like, trial period, right? You can just post your games if uh, I read it correctly. I'm not sure. I There was a whole bunch of shit going on, and this was, like I said, a while ago since we had a backlog. But they're kind of keeping a closer eye on it and they say that they might even start charging fees for the developers like to post their games that they might have to oh. pay a certain amount and i must have com- i got the completely wrong impression then <laughs> i didn't really read it very closely <laughs> yeah it's kind of like gatekeeping a little stronger with this because there's just been so many games like and it's not even like is this game good or is it bad like that it doesn't matter that's for uh irrelevant um it's more so is this game broken? Like, can this actually be a game? Like, can we take people's money without feeling guilty for just scamming them? Like, it's not a con or something. So now that's what they're trying to do with this, like, gatekeeping mentality of, like, putting a little fee or I'm not sure. It might vary depending on the company or depending on the developer or if it was kickstarted and they got, like, a million dollars. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what's happening with it. 
but I know they're going to try and weed out a bunch of the really broken games people are putting on green light, getting people to buy it, and then never developing it further and just taking people's money. Like, so it's a way to try and weed out the shitty developers who are just trying to abuse the system. And there's plenty of them. And they yeah. might say, like, this is a passion project of mine. I love this game with all my heart. I'm doing the best I can. If you haven't done anything to the actual game in five years and people have bought it, you are obligated to finish that fucking game as a developer. Yeah. You are, you're not a, a developer at that point. You are a con artist and stealing people's money. So, like, I, I talked about it before, and I really have been avoiding my, like, distancing myself from any news about it. But, like, Yandere Simulator, dude gets a lot of money from the Patreon. A lot of money every month. And as far as I can tell, he's putting out builds every now and then, and he's just causing a lot of drama with Twitch. Like, cause Twitch banned his game and didn't give him a real reason why. And yeah, that's shitty on Twitch's part, but now he's, like, atta- like, causing up all this shitty drama and attacking them, and, and we're sending it because they actually responded and all this shit. And it's like, at this point, I don't give a fuck about this game. I was super excited for it. It looked amazing. And just the way he's acting and the way there's so little development of the actual game and more just bullshit surrounding the development of it. I, it It's an example of these Greenlight games where it's just like, you know, at this point you're just fucking over yourself and anyone who had interest in your games. Yeah. So... Hopefully this cleans up the Greenlight community a bit because it's a mess right now and there definitely is a lot of games that should not be able to purchase. Yeah, like, but I like the bloody boobs and stuff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's an actual game. Like, that's I know, I'm totally finished kidding. and it's out. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not even the problem. There's I get so that. many other ones. Yeah, I, yeah. There's so many just like broken, like you can't even start the game because as soon as you hit launch, it crashes your computer. Like, yeah. but that's probably for sale for five bucks on Steam. Because Steam doesn't moderate any of their shit. So, um, some people are saying this is bad because now it's charging small developers and they can't get their games up on Steam now. And some people are saying it's good because it's filtering out the shitty ones. So, it's like everything, there's pros and cons. And hopefully, we'll see how it affects everything. But hopefully, it works for the better. Interesting. All right. Well, that sounds like a good uh, sum up of our news. Do you guys want to play What's That Sound? Sure. Do I want to play? No, because I'll lose, but... Uh, Do it. Let's get it going. People enjoy it. Let's play. Alright guys, so we're going to play What's That Sound. Let's listen to sound number one now. Do you know for a fact if I have played this? Because it sounds very familiar. It's supposed to sound very familiar, and I'm almost certain one of you probably has, or if, and that's what I mean. I feel like th- there's two sound effects in that clip. The second being one I feel like that's more universal. I'm not really sure on that, but once we determine what it is, you'll understand why I just said what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. I I am completely drawing a blank here. I don't it's, know. It seems JRPG-ish. Like, it sounds like winning music after you've done something or found an item or something. It so does. I, I'm hoping Mark knows. I, I, no, dude, I really don't know. 
Um, well, it's not Dark Cloud then, because you would definitely know if it's that. I, if it is and I don't know it, then I'm going to be really embarrassed. No, <laughs> I'll even go as far to say as I don't even think you want to think JRPG. You want to think oh. more along the lines of... Is it like... Sick. Is it like Mario Party? Yes, it's Mario Party. Oh my god! Oh my god! No way! Hell yeah, dude. And the reason (laughs) that I was even uh, bringing that game to the table is because over the weekend I played some Mario Party 8, and god, I just fucking love Mario Party. I can't get over it. There's a level in that game called Tycoon Town where you, like, invest your coins that you get into different hotels, and then they can, like, boost up, like, to different, like, levels of stars, and, like, oh my god, it's just so goddamn fun. I could play that forever. I know it's just, like, a board game set to a bunch of mini games, but wow, is it fun. And Dude, that song, that that sound is that. actually the second sound is when you get a star. So nice. Wow. T- Good I mean, yes. Technically, Mario Party's a JRPG. It's Japanese. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what I'm. It's, it's not an RPG though. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know. It's uh, okay. Mario Party Eight is the one where it gets a little different. I think nine or is ten even out? I think nine is the one where everyone like hates it because you all get stuck in one car. Or no, ten is. That's ten. Oh, yeah, see, I Mario don't Party even play really after weird. 8. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone should. It's <laughs> really weird and stupid and loses all of the charm it had. Yeah, I definitely would say that 8 still has some of that charm, which is nice. But let's yeah. move on to sound number 2. You guys got that one. This one's going to be a little more tricky. Great, because the first one is so easy. it's like supposed to be like that it's like copying mm-hmm. mm. ghost and ghouls no good guess i will count it uh oh my god i'll give a hint after okay. mark guesses but it, i don't know if it's going to be helpful or not uh, i mean obviously it sounds very old yeah um, The Witcher Three. <laughs> uh, oh damn! I, I like genuinely have no idea. Um, I'll go with Castlevania. No, because we guess. just talked about it. No, okay. Yeah. So here's it's like double the hint. All right. So the game's as old as we are, or I am for sure. And then it's also got a recent call out or like shout out on. I think our most recent episode, it was mentioned. Hmm, that doesn't help. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Uh, we talk about a lot of games. Surprisingly, as much as we get sidetracked. And that's the thing. We were super sidetracked, and we talked about an ancient-ass game. All I do is reference old things. Like, that doesn't help. Uh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, oh, I forget yeah. the name. I forget exactly, the name. that's um, the problem. <laughs> son of a bitch, you motherfucker. Oh, that's so funny, because now I know he knows what it is, but can't come up with its name. God damn it, what is this? Uh, the Treasure Math Storm? No, okay, that, I'm going to say that you were, you were super close. That's like a sister game to that. It was, it was super from... Seekers? No, it was from Midnight Rescue. 
ah, so close with Treasure Mask Damn. Thorn. But dude, Treasure Mask Thorn is one of my favorites. That was like the one where you like throw snowballs at the elves and do math and shit. That's super kid game. So maybe if you're our age, you don't want to revisit. But if you have kids, it's a fun one. Um, yeah, I don't remember this franchise. I remember like all of this is one game. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't discern. tell you how many. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all ble- bleed together for me. So I'm with you. I know what you mean. And that's what when uh, Matt brought up Gizmos and Gadgets, I was like, I forgot about that one, but I totally remember it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Super Solver series and the Treasure series. Check it out, listener. Um, so you didn't get that, but you have a chance to win here. Let's listen to sound number three now. Thoughts on that one? Yeah. Sounds like a bubble attack? That's a great hint. Keep that thought in mind. Um. And I'm fairly sure that Bren has played this game. I'm not sure if Mark has, but I think there's some context clues in there. And, and maybe I'll give another hint towards the end if you guys are struggling. Okay, yeah, it's not sounding super familiar. Bubbles. It ain't Bubble Pobble. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, if you beat, like, Bubble Man stage of Mega Man. Nope, but that's a pretty decent guess. I will definitely count that. Not a bad uh, choice. Yeah. What? What? Where's mm-hmm. your thoughts going, Mark? I have no idea. Um... Yeah, I've I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I guess I have to just guess something. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go with Freddy Fish. No, let's go with uh, uh, Turok. <laughs> <laughs> I wish no, nailed it. No, that that would have been amazing if it was like yeah, that's <laughs> it. But no. Um, <laughs> let's see here. How can I give a hint? Bren mentioned Bubbles, and I'm going to say it's probably in his Steam library. I'm not sure. I should probably look into that. Uh, but And the thing is, uh, it's got one of those titles that most people would, wouldn't believe is a real game. It's not Bloody Boobs, because I just told you about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I'm not that perceptive. Is it a game I have played in my Steam library? Because there's a lot. I think so. I'm actually, while you guys are just brainstorming, I'm going to do some research and get on Steam. If you just look at the game on Steam, it'll say, like, friends who have it. Oh, that's even easier. I'll do that. Need help spelling it out? (laughs) G-A. Well, it's got an age age gate on it, so maybe that's a hint. Honey Pop. Honey Pop. No. (laughs) Damn it! Uh, I like how we both thought that, though. Uh, I'll give you guys that one. No, this, you will... I mean, this bubbles... Three of my friends own this. You and AJ and some random person I met on Rocket League. That doesn't make me feel good. And does it tell me if you played it? I mean, we we did three guesses. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'll give you that last one as, like, Honey Pop. No. You have one final shot. I, I think... I don't know. You should be able to f- pull that out. Clearly, we don't. <laughs> Real struggling here, um, so... <laughs> Alright, let's let's uh let's let's figure this one out. Alright, rolling up my sleeves. You only have hundred and seventy nine games in your library. 
Yeah, it's not narrowing it down, and almost all of them have age restrictions on them, so. I like playing mature games for an adult audience with a lot of boobs. Alright. Rolling up my, still rolling up my sleeves. Alright, final, final hint. It's a simulator game. That's not a good sign. I shouldn't have any of those. Is it Shower With Your Dad simulator? It is! Yes! <laughs> I knew it was coming down the, the pipes. Because, like, I don't know, the bubbles, like, ah, oh, you gotta, ah, oh, I don't know, I thought you'd get that one. And I don't know, have you played that? Yeah, know, you, have, really... you have 2.6 hours on that game. No, it's a solid game, I'm not denying that. It's a solid game. Uh, but, like, there's not really bubbles in it, per se. It's a lot of pixel dicks, but not bubbles. Yeah, but you hear yeah. the soap, you get the soap, and, like, even in our sound clip, there was, like, the boop, like, I don't know. I don't know. You should play it, because there's one part where it just turns into, like, a mystery, like, point and click. It gets weird. I love it. Yeah, I might pass on that one, but... It's actually a good game. As weird as it is, it's a good game. (laughs) That's how we play What's That Sound. Let's do some plugs, guys. Uh, where can listeners find you, Brent? Uh, ABTS Brent on Twitter. They know. Yeah, how about you, Mark? Uh, Mark Leadhacks Law with that weird spelling. And uh, you know how to find <laughs> so it. Weird. Absolutely. And I'm listener, sure no one does. <laughs> if you <laughs> like our show on... Uh, if you like our show at all, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. I try to Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And if you have some suggestions for What's That Sound or I Was a Walrus or any of the other kind of crazy shit we do, uh, just send us an email at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. But it's been fun. We will be back next week. See you guys next time. Hey, take it easy, guys. See you.